Hello listeners, this is Steve. I had some technical difficulties, wherein I morphed into a chipmunk and snorted a bunch of pixie sticks, and therefore my voice sounds super messed up in this episode. We decided to post it anyway. My voice will go back to sounding normal, probably not in the next episode, but in the one after it. Thanks for listening. Roll the music. Hey, Steve. Hey, Dustin. How you doing? Pretty good. What are you up to? Just hanging out with you, making a podcast. Oh, how? That's weird. I'm, I'm, t- I'm doing that, too. This is crazy. You'd almost think we had this planned. No, I think people will realize pretty quickly we don't. Plan anything at all, ever. That's uh, kind of the shenanigans you're going to, you know, learn to expect with the brand new second episode of Wait For It, Wait For It. Are you waiting on me or are you going to say it? The Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast Show Extravaganza. Dun, dun, dun. Did I get it right or wrong? Roll the music. Steve, roll the music. Oh, we, we don't have any music. Da, 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 da. Now, now you're talking. So what'd you do this weekend? Uh, this weekend I had a double header. I shot all day Saturday shooting video. And then I shot all day Sunday doing uh, photos. It was a really weird setup on Saturday. Um, on Saturday, the photographer I'm wor- I was working with was just, he was like a huge douchebag. And like, he was just like getting in every single shot for the videos, constantly blocking everything I was doing. It was really frustrating to work with him. Then I showed up on Sunday to the wedding that I was shooting. And, um, the guy who's doing photos at the wedding on Saturday was now doing video at the wedding I was doing on Sunday while I was doing photos. It's just one of those things where you're just like really, really dreading it and you're pissed off and uh, it's like, why do I have to work with these terrible people? What'd you do this weekend? That sounds awful. It was. Um, I, I also had a doubleheader wedding weekend. Um, we did photo for this amazing couple, uh, epic wedding down in Indianapolis, um, at the Indianapolis Arts Garden, which I think might be one of my new favorite wedding venues. Uh, oddly enough, we had to work with this really douchebag of a wedding videographer. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. He just like kept yelling at me to get out of his shot and, I just couldn't couldn't appreciate him at all. And then Sunday we took a little three hour drive to do video instead of photo at this wedding at Purdue University. Um, we always like shooting at college campuses. And oddly enough, um, we were surprised when we got there actually because the photographer for the wedding, uh, wait for it, was actually the videographer at the wedding on Saturday. I mean, what what are the odds of that? I, it was just boggled my mind a little. And so we had to put up with him two days in a row. It was like fate just couldn't get enough cruelty. And it was awful. But uh, I'm sure it was. It's probably awful for him too. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know... As you may have guessed if you're listening, this weekend, Dustin and I worked together two days in a row. Technically, the first day, I was working for Dustin, and the second day, we were just working together. It was actually a lot of fun, though I will admit, Dustin, kind of a douchebag. (laughs) 
Dustin is a bit of a boss <laughs> man when it comes to a wedding day. You're the baddest bitch on the block. <laughs> this this is true. So <laughs> I actually own a video company as well as a photography company um, called Big Burrito Creatives. I know, haha, funny name. And occasionally have to hire awesome talent like Steven to help me out when needed so that we can accomplish both photo and video for our awesome couples. I mean, that sounds fantastic. I certainly had a lot of fun working with you, even though I pretended like it was terrible. Not just like just now on the podcast, like literally while we were there in front of the bride and groom, I was just like, <laughs> this guy is terrible the whole day long. Uh, so what, which, which one did you prefer? Um, from Saturday to Sunday, working with me or working with Jennifer? Uh, always working with my wife. Damn. It's all right. Sorry, bud. My wife is, like, really attractive. She's really fun to be around. I work really well with her. She's just a delight. I mean, would you prefer to work with me or work with Corinne? I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Um, oh, damn. It's harsh. But, you did constantly comment that you liked my shoes, so I was getting this, you know, subtle attraction from you. I mean, there is a definite <laughs> physical attraction that I have to you, Dustin, um, but the shoes were not a part of that. Um, at Purdue, there's the Neil Armstrong uh, Engineering Hall, and out in front of the Neil Armstrong Engineering Hall, they have the, uh, the steps that Neil Armstrong took when he was on the moon spaced out you know just as far as his steps were they're the same size like the shoes like giant clown shoes size that's because he had a space space suit on steven space shoes size <laughs> yeah whatever dustin have you been to space anyway dustin uh dustin wears these shoes that are like business on the top party on the bottom is that and the mullet of shoes I don't right know if i'd call it the mullet of shoes i'd call it the perfect wedding photographer shoe they did look super comfortable probably lasted you through the entire day your your feet probably felt much better than mine after all that because you know we're both getting old and me older than you but you know uh, I did make fun of Dustin all day long and tell him that they were his moon shoes. And then we walked down to the Neil Armstrong Engineering Hall and it was it was just a, a blessing for me because I got to make fun of him more because they're the literal footsteps there. It's okay, Steve. Because the, the metaphorical footsteps, the figurative footsteps. All shoes aside, I, I made fun of Steve all day long on Sunday too, both in front of and behind his back to the bride and groom. But I do that with every photographer we work with when we're doing only video because I find it extremely entertaining to make the couple somehow uh, doubt the skills of their wedding photographer, especially when they hired one as good as wow. Jen and Steve. <laughs> wow. This is, wow, Dustin. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. Take it. <laughs> You can make friends in this business or you can make enemies. And Dustin just chooses to make enemies. Pretty much. That's why we're doing a podcast so that I can hopefully reach out to you because I have no friends to talk to. You're trying to uh, mend all those broken fences. Broken legs. Broken bridges. Similes. Metaphors. No, there's another fantastic thing that happened while I was shooting with Dustin. And that is Dustin went to put ranch on his steak. Dustin... uh 
Dustin eats his steaks with ranch sauce on them. Do you care to comment, Dustin? I think what you should say is what doesn't Dustin eat ranch with? Because I think that would be a more wide range topic for us to speak on. Uh, the steak had very little flavor and I was actually trying to put a little bit of ranch in the mashed potatoes, which my steak happened to be on top of and got a little on my steak, but I didn't complain. It actually made the steak taste just as delicious. So it was a full day of me hanging out with moon shoes and ranch steak, <laughs> the Dustin McKibben story. That sounds like a great book. <laughs> or I read it cover to cover. Great book, great, great like one-liner on Twitter, whatever you want it to be. Dustin McKibben, the story of the moon shoes and the ranch steak. <laughs> <laughs> but do you seriously want to talk a little bit more about your shoes? Because they really did look super comfortable, and they also looked like business professional as well. So let me back up a sec and explain. So when I first started shooting weddings... Um, this kind of actually goes pretty well with the name of this podcast, The Wedding Photo Hangover, um, because one of the huge parts of a quote-unquote wedding photo hangover is like the next day your feet feel like they're dead, like you could literally cut them off. They're swollen, they're sore, because if you are a super amazing photographer like Steven and I, you are not ever sitting down except for maybe like 15 minutes to grab a quick bite to eat. Um, we're on our feet all day. Most of our clients book us for, you know, anywhere from eight to what was Saturday or what was Sunday. Like we were there 11 to 11, so 12 hours. Um, yeah. So anyways, when we first started shooting weddings, we had the, uh, or I had the typical dress shoe on and it was just uh, death. And I went to a uh, workshop and one of my good buddies, Justin Morantz from uh, Justin and Mary Photography out of Connecticut, uh, were talking. And I noticed that he had these shoes on that were super cool and stylish. And I realized they were the same shoes that one of my groomsmen had on at my wedding. And they're, uh, they, but they were like an updated version. So they seemed just a touch bit more dressy. And they're called Cole Hahn. And it's a company that used to be owned by Nike, and they make just specifically uh, dress shoes. Um, they have some, like, really high-end designer-style dress shoes, but then they also have this whole line, um, which is their bread and butter, which are all about function, comfort, yet look good. And pretty much I saw him wearing them, and then I was like, I'm sold I didn't realize they made them look so so much more like a dress shoe. So yeah, I got them, and it was a game changer. I buy a new pair um, at the end of every wedding season, and they're great. I can actually walk the next day, and especially for weekends like this past weekend where we had a, a doubleheader where Steve was wearing his cute little Italian loafers, and he probably... Uh, they're Aldo's? Yeah. A-L-D-L. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, probably... They're fantastic, I know. They look fantastic, but I'm sure you were hurting by the end of the day. Yes. I try to recuperate from every single wedding by going home, putting on the running shoes, and going for a walk or a jog. I find that helps me out better than almost anything. Interesting. Why is that? 
I don't know. It just gets, uh, <laughs> don't know if there was some breaks sun. up the lactic acid that's been built up inside your legs, I would guess. Um, you know, the other thing that really helps to get me out of a wedding hangover is some hair of the dog that bit you like we did this weekend where you just go out and shoot another wedding the next day. <laughs> that's, that is one way to get through it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're always moving, you never have time to think about how much your legs hurt and how much you want to sleep. So Aaron, who also shot both Saturday and Sunday with us, um, he was not doing so hot by Sunday night. He was really, uh, really dragging. It was, I didn't know if he was going to make it. I thought he did all right. He didn't look like he was dragging. Oh, he was, when we were taking the gear to the car, he was, he was, I think, one step, one step from bed. You guys had a long drive after that, too. Like, when I texted you to see if you were home and you are like, I have an hour left. Jen and I had already gotten back to our house, and I had already taken a shower, put my jammies on, tucked myself into bed. I was all, like, snuggly and warm. It was awesome. Must be nice. It was so nice. To be so conveniently located to everything. Well, you know, uh, if I ever shoot a wedding in Fort Wayne, then uh, I'll know the uh, pain that you experience when you shoot an Indian Lafayette and stuff. Yeah, but I honestly, I don't mind it. The only reason it was kind of a pain um, was because our couple wanted to do a sparkler send-off shot. And so it was pretty much us just kind of sitting around the last hour uh, waiting on that to happen. And they kind of sort of kept pushing it back and pushing it back. And so we'd actually already packed up. I already had my clothes out ready to change into for the ride home. and and Jammy pants? jammy pants baby (laughs) and then yeah we shot that sparkler exit which i'm glad we stayed for it because it was a really good really good one i think um your flashes actually kind of gave a cool effect for our video because it's sort of like they were like strobing them from behind versus the typical photographer that puts a flash in the front and then just kind of kills our kills our vibe yeah, we don't really like doing uh, flash in front during the sparklers send off because you get so much light from the sparklers themselves. Like a lot of times during sparkler send offs, I won't even like put a flash trigger on my camera and I'll just use completely natural light for the entire send off just to give like a different look and vibe than what Jen's getting. And then, you know, we kind of pick whichever one we like best and post. Did you guys gel your flashes? I don't remember. Yes, we uh, we always gel our flashes. You remember you made fun of it because the one gel fell off, so I took gaff tape and ta- taped it onto the flash. <laughs> I didn't know if you had them on all 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 night long, or if you just had them on because the reception hall was, you know, because we had video lights going and you were trying to match the video light color. Or what you were? We always matched the color of the lights in the reception, and the color of the lights in almost every reception we've ever shot are tungsten in color. So we matched the surrounding lights, so like the light on our subjects looks the same as the bokeh in the background and stuff like that. I mean, the only thing you can't match are like the DJ's crazy lights, but I like that because it gives it like a party effect of like, oh, crazy lights every once in a while. So do you like it when we have, like as a photographer, do you like it when there's video lights going or are you like, this is a super pain in my ass? It works sometimes, but I mean, I would say if I had my choice, I would choose 100% of the time to just use our flashes because I know exactly what they're going to like look like. I know, you know, how they're going to fire, how they're going to work and everything. 
Whereas when the videographer sets up video lights, like you can kind of like try to help the videographer out and be like, put those lights over there, over here, you know? Um, but their lights aren't necessarily going to blend with your lights, even if you gel your lights to try to blend with theirs and stuff. So you end up getting like mix, like mismatched lighting. And uh, I just don't like dealing with that. And then, you know, you end up looking at the photos and you're like, the light looks off and now I want to turn everything black and white, but I can't turn everything black and white, you know? So, I mean, if it was up to me, I just used just our flashes and that was it. Plus, uh, a lot of times, like the video lights, they just put off so much light and it's spread out across like such a wide area that like it doesn't feel dramatic anymore, you know? Like you, you lose some of the drama that like you get with the flashes true i mean you could narrow the uh video lights with the barn doors and stuff to make make it so they're not flooding so much of the uh dance floor with light but i mean we don't we don't try to micromanage videographers we let them do their thing we do our thing we try to work well with them and you know every videographer we've worked with shoots like a different style a different way than we do and we just try to uh do our best to stay out of their way and we stay out of their way and when we can we try to help them out and you know try to help them to get the best shots that they can yeah makes sense i mean it's all it's all kind of like a team effort because you're all sort of working for the bride and groom independently but yeah unless the videographer is dustin mckibben and he spends the entire time making fun of you to the bride and groom (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Stephen. I probably took it a little too far, but it's not its not often that you get to work with friends. No, I had a lot of fun, and it was really nice because the day before, I'd never met your, uh, your, your videographer slash editor, Aaron, that you work with all the time. Yeah. So I got to meet him the day before when I was shooting video with you, so then it felt like I was shooting with two friends the next day at the wedding. And I got to meet your other friend, Jason, who you said, because uh, I'm shooting another wedding with you in a few weeks. Yep. So it was nice to meet him because you said he was going to be shooting with me at that wedding, too. So That is true. It was, uh, it was a very good experience overall. It's fun to work with friends. It's fun to meet new people. So I enjoyed it. That is true. Plus, Aaron's, like, so much cooler than you. So That's why he works for me. I always surround myself with cooler people than myself. <laughs> I mean, that's not very hard, is it? Nope. That's why Steve's on this podcast, to make me seem cooler. Oh, yeah. Because I'm the nerdiest of the nerds. I'm probably the only person who can make you seem cooler, right? Yeah, I mean, you're the person that when I saw that minivan with the Doctor Who sticker on it, I thought maybe it was yours. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? You make fun of me for liking Doctor Who, but I would say 75% of the weddings my wife and I shoot, I get some comment just because I pull my phone out and the bride or the groom will be like, I love your phone. That's the TARDIS and I love the TARDIS. So, I mean, make fun all you want, but I'm just going to say like the kinds of brides and grooms that Jen and I attract are the kinds of brides and grooms who are into the same stuff as us. And like, we don't advertise like, Oh, Steve, he loves Dr. Who. He's always, uh, he's always watching stuff with David Tennant in it, even though he's not the doctor anymore because he just can't get enough of that guy. Like we don't advertise that, but I, 
I would say, yeah, like 75% of our weddings, I end up having a conversation about Doctor Who or about David Tennant's like uh, newer shows like Broadchurch or his role in Jessica Jones, stuff like that. Like Doctor Who fans, they're everywhere. Yeah, you can have those couples, even though we did have a couple that I think trumps all of your Doctor yeah. Who couples combined. Oh, yeah. No, I was jealous of <laughs> I that. Honestly, that was I actually awesome. almost thought about having you come shoot that wedding. I was I was trying to get them to do video just so I could have you come along because I thought you would get quite a kick out of it. Uh, we had a, I would have. We had a couple. We're really getting off topic here, but we had a couple that... Uh, actually was so into Doctor Who, among many other things. Um, and I need to blog that wedding. That was a great wedding. Um, but they their theme of their wedding was just embracing their inner um, geek, I guess you could say. And so they had like a, a Doctor Who TARDIS phone booth thing um, that... They actually came. Uh, it's a police box, not a phone booth. Box. <laughs> Come on, get it right. Well, the idea behind the TARDIS is that it can change to look like anything. But because the BBC was budget constrained, they were like, let's just say the thing that allows it to change to look like anything is broken and it's stuck looking like a police box. Kind of genius. So that just became like the thing. Like now that they have computer generated stuff and they could do whatever they want, they're like, we're just always going to leave it a police box because that's what fans know and love. So the groom and his father built one of these police boxes and that was what the couple secretly came into the reception in. Um, and it was, it was pretty sweet. And then we used it as the backdrop for their photo booth that we did at the reception. Um, yeah. I would have just loved to be there at the photo booth, you know, get like a picture of myself, maybe get like a Photoshop in the words. It's bigger on the inside or something. I I didn't know that reference. I looked it up when you told me that. I thought you were. I think I commented just, on your Instagram with that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a good time. It was a good wedding. So, let's talk a little bit about going back to our massive doubleheader weekend. Um, like, let's talk about like just working with friends in general because it's not like I know it might sound like Steve and I work together a lot simply because we're referencing that, but we actually, this is, this is the first time other than the time Steve and I went to Africa together to shoot a documentary slash promo video for a nonprofit. No, this is when, when else did we work together? You have hired me to shoot a bunch of B-roll for a wedding of downtown Indy. Directly. I I didn't actually see you. And then uh, I've, I've uh, accompanied you on more than one shoot for uh, that health wellness uh place uh i guess i'm just am i allowed to say the name i'm just thinking like specifically wedding stuff yeah this is the first wedding thing we've done other than the b-roll stuff see i mentally separate all other work from wedding and commercial and yes steve has helped me on a couple of commercial projects but this was the first like wedding weekend which i think is different because it's there's a lot more stress involved on a wedding day and just a little bit more fast paced a little bit higher strung people you're working with sometimes you have a timeline that is you know 
like Sunday, you have a timeline that uh, totally got thrown out the window, but uh, we made made the best of it. Wait, the timeline got thrown out the window on Sunday? I thought we were just an hour behind. <laughs> In my book, that's thrown out the window. Yes, yes, I would agree. But everything worked out. No, it was it was great. It it all came together. The bride and groom. Um, it was pretty hot out, and Purdue is a huge campus, and they were very gracious with their their time they allotted us. Um, we ended up just kind of showing up to the reception about thirty minutes late, and which I didn't notice any kind of like pushback from the the reception hall. No, the reception hall was totally cool with that. I'm sure they have that happen a lot. I mean, when you go back to your college to get married there and, like, you haven't been back to the college in a really long time, like, they have to know, like, you want to go see, like, sites while you're there. Like, you don't just want to live in the reception hall. Right. So have you guys, do you guys work with many friends in other aspects of weddings or do you pretty much, um, or I guess you probably, the opposite happens and you become friends with other wedding vendors through working with them yeah we we work with a lot of people that i I would consider to be friends of ours in the business um my wife has become friends with a lot of planners down in the indianapolis area and it's really great (laughs) for us because like you know the person who's like coordinating the entire wedding and you know that that person's going to try to make sure you get all the time you need to get the best photos and everything like that. So we love working with like planners that we know. And I mean, we've become like friend friends or, you know, at least friendly with like a lot of videographers, um, a lot of like day of coordinators, a lot of DJs, uh, a lot of like stylists, like hair and makeup people like, and it just, it makes the experience better. But I mean, I would say... I know we're probably getting to this a little bit more naturally, uh, or we should be getting into it more naturally, but I'm just going to push it. There are pros and cons to working with your friends. And one of the cons I've noticed is like, I feel like when we're working with a friend, like yesterday working with you, like I really have to fight like my urge to like, just want to talk with you. (laughs) And I really have to like remind myself, like you need to, talk more to the groom, get to know them better and try to make them feel more comfortable because if they see you're super comfortable with like the videographer, that doesn't necessarily make them comfortable. And that doesn't mean like you get the best photos that you can get from them. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I, I didn't really think about that at all. Um, yesterday, but I just, I guess with a groom like we had on Sunday, um, I just naturally was really interested about him. So I was trying to talk to him as much as possible because I thought what he did for a living was super interesting. And he literally makes the tools that we use every single day. He literally makes the tools we are using right now to record this podcast. Uh, Without getting too far into it, let's just say he works for a computer company, which may make our phones... (laughs) and computers and we are using said phones and computers literally right now to record all of this so it's really cool to think like we were making something for somebody who has made all this equipment that's had such a big impact on our personal lives and our professional lives like totally i was thinking about that a lot today which is like that was like a really cool feeling like because i respect 
like the products that his company puts out so much, like the idea that like he wanted to work with us and use us, like it made me feel better. Yeah. You know? Well, and also just going back to kind of what you were talking about. I mean, the difference I think between you and I is that Jen does most of the client coordination previous, you know, prior to the wedding. So I had already kind of established a relationship with them just by kind of going through things the uh, week before, whereas, you know, you were pretty much meeting him for the first time on, on the wedding day. That's how I do. So you kind of almost, it's like speed dating for you. You have to, you know, connect with them on a deeper level within a very short amount of time. Yeah. Which I remember how that. That's why I always like send them a text right before I get there. And I'm like, I'm swinging by Whole Foods. You want me to pick you anything up? And then they send you back a dick pic and you know. (laughs) I'm just making a master of none reference. Sorry. Oh, right. But yeah, no. Any, what else? Keep going. You were talking about, you know, not one to talk to your friends and, you know, keeping in mind the connection with the client. And I know that's something yeah. that my wife struggles with when we bring on a uh, a third shooter mm-hmm. is that, you know, she wants to, to chit chat and catch up because don't lie. Outside, you don't have to say it's your wife. You can, you can admit it to you, Dustin. I'm here for you, buddy. This is group therapy. No, it's because my wife and I have zero life outside of work and she, uh, you know, when we have a third shooter, that's like her opportunity to socialize. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason I always have to bring a male third shooter to big weddings because then then I get to talk to them and she doesn't because we're sexist and we only talk to members wow. of the same sex. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. I talked to your wife a lot on the day that I was working with you and her. I like your wife. She's really nice. I like my wife too. <laughs> Plus, somebody had to pick up all the pieces because, you know, she knew that you were hiring me so that you wouldn't have to hire a girl so that she wouldn't have anybody to talk to. So, I feel like I kind of had to be the go-between there because she's so angry with you for that. You know, you know how it is. But, um, yeah, I guess as far as, like, my thoughts on working with friends, um, I enjoy it. I, I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing, you know, what work has to be done and, you know dealing with the clients and making their wishes and desires come true. Um, One thing I find that's always rough is uh, when people are like friends with you and you're shooting a wedding with them, they sometimes feel like they can uh, complain like at the wedding in front of guests, like and talk to you. And it's just complain about what for me, it's like stuff going on at the wedding. Like, we were sitting down with a DJ one time and he basically said to us, he thought that the bride and groom were going to get divorced. And right behind him was uh, the groom's dad and mom talking to each other. And they like looked over at him when he said it. And like, he's oblivious to the world because he just thinks he's talking to us. And it's like, dude, there's like 20 guests around here. And you know, the groom's dad and mom are right there. Like, I don't care what you think about the bride and groom. Like, you don't say that. Like, you wait till you're home, like, to talk to somebody about that, if that's <laughs> how you feel. Like, you don't say that at right. the wedding, though. Like, and we've we've had multiple times where it seems like somebody just wants to take a huge dump on, like, stuff going on at the wedding. Like, 
we'll be like sitting down, we're like eating a meal with other vendors and like somebody will just all of a sudden out of the nowhere be like, this food is terrible. And it's just like, dude, you don't, you don't say that one time, uh, one time we were sitting with another vendor at a table and there were guests at the table and one of the guests asked them what they thought of the wedding and they just started like crapping on everything at the wedding and like saying like, this is terrible. This is terrible. Like they should have never picked this. Like, and I was just like sitting there with my mouth shut thinking to myself, like, I'm going to just say no comment because like <laughs> they did end up asking Jen and I, and we're like, Oh, uh, we're just really happy to be here. And it was just like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna talk crap about the bride and groom. Like that's just such terrible etiquette. And I feel like it's really easy when you feel like you're friends with somebody to be like, I have a complaint and I want to complain about it. And I want right. to complain right now because this is when it's happening. And it's just like, you gotta, you gotta keep yourself in check, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess we, I don't know Fort Wayne's a little different than Indy. So we don't have a ton of friends that I, we have friends in the industry, but the DJ that we recommend a lot up here in Fort Wayne, um, he typically doesn't sit to eat dinner. So most of the time, Crin and I are eating alone. And I, I guess the big thing for me is when we have friends that are guests at the wedding, they, it's hard for me not to want to like hang out with them. And I think, um, not so much hang out with them. That's not really a good way to explain it. I tend to over photograph them <laughs> because they're my friends and I see them all mm -hmm. the time. And I, it just makes sense for me to think like, Oh, I'm photographing them um, and lose a focus momentarily on the bride and groom. Um, have you ever had that? I took uh, one photograph of you the other day while we were shooting that uh, wedding together. Oh, at Purdue. But that was Not, all. I don't mean like working yeah. together, friends. Though I mean like friends that are like guests at the wedding. <laughs> like when they're oh, out on yeah. the dance floor, no. do you tend yeah, to like uh... take more photos of them than like the rest of the yeah. guests? I would say we typically try to stick to on the dance floor. We try to make sure we get like one usable picture of every single guest who hits the dance floor even though most of them were just going to throw out when we go to edit and like not use yeah. unless like it no, was something amazing that happened. Um, but I feel like we really try to stick to family members and like bridesmaids, groomsmen when we're on the dance floor most of the time. Uh, we typically try not to like, if we are friends oh. with someone, we try not to photograph them um, just because we know it would be kind of weird like when we're editing if it's like oh i saved all these great pictures i shot of my friend and then you deliver it to the bride and groom and they're like we're barely friends with them why did you give us all these photos of them you know so kind of try to stay away from that if we can a lot of times if if we have friends at the wedding that's like how we got the wedding mm -hmm. you know nine times out of ten the couple is friends with them and our friends recommended us yeah I was just going to say, I think it's even less times that it's like a friend of ours and it's a past client of ours mm -hmm. that we're like, we've in our minds, they're our bride and groom because we've already shot them. Yeah, no, I've got, I get that feeling too. Like we've done stuff with past clients of ours and I've definitely felt like we should photograph them more kind of just to get like an updated thing. Like 
so you can mention something like in the blog post or something like, oh, it was so great to see, you know, these people again, and we're so happy that their marriage is going well and stuff like that. Right. Um, not because you're really trying to market through that blog post or anything. Like we don't include couples' last names or anything like that on our blog. But just like we want people when they're reading our blog, when they see our marketing stuff to think about like happiness and to feel joyful. And if we can bring up like we just saw a past client of ours and, you know, they're still married and happily married and stuff like that does well to sell like the idea that like people who use us are going to be happy in the future. Like we don't. We don't, we don't ever like point out that a couple might have gotten divorced who worked with us or anything like that. Um, Do you guys post like anniversary photos or anniversary posts or something? Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, man. We actually related to that. We got a very, very awkward message a while ago from the aunt of a former bride of ours telling us that her niece's anniversary was coming up and she was wondering if we could not post an anniversary post because she knows that we do that because they were going to get divorced. Ooh. And the weird, the weird, like that's already weird. The weird part though was she ended that with the letters LOL. <laughs> and I was like, um... Thank you so much for telling us this. And like aside to my wife, I was like, why would they ever put LOL? Like, this is the weirdest. I guess maybe it was just like, this is so terrible. I have to laugh. Right. I think LOL has just become sort of that thing you end anything awkward with. Like, I don't know what else to say. LOL. Dustin wears moon shoes and loves ranch steak. LOL. Exactly. Perfect analogy there, Stephen. I'm pretty good at, uh, you know, those callbacks and analogies and stuff. It's what I went to school for. Callbacks and analogies. Callbacks and analogies. Oh, Steven. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, there was, I wanted to ask you something that I saw today. Um, did you hear about that thing called Movie Pass? No. What is this thing? Oh, damn. I was hoping you knew more about it than me. Apparently... Um, one of the co-founders of Netflix um, started a new company with a Netflix-like thing where you can... You know how Netflix, it's like you paid 10 bucks a month and they sent you a DVD in the mail? Yeah. Well, this is like you pay 10 bucks a month and you can go see any movie at any theater once a day. Once a day? Wrap your mind around it for a second. Once a day. Correct. For $10 a month. Correct. Wow. Apparently this summer was AMC's worst summer in record uh, for movie sales. Oh, and $10 a month is really going to go a long way towards helping them when their tickets cost like $20 a movie right now. Uh, this is not a good idea. So apparently MoviePass will actually be paying the theater's full ticket price for people still going to the movie okay so buy into it and you can really uh get your money's worth out of movie pass and then you can watch them as they disappear into a little place we call bankruptcy so yeah i, I was curious if you knew anything about it because i was curious how 
what their revenue stream was going to be. Selling information about who's seen what movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that was my initial thought, but I was um, curious if maybe they had a pivot coming like Netflix where the DVD subscription was more so to put Blockbuster out of business. And then the uh, once the technology caught up with what they wanted, they pivoted into streaming, which was originally their, their plan all along. I don't know, Dustin. Maybe their plan is to buy AMC and then have all their own movie theaters where they charge people a monthly membership like a gym. And uh, then they put a bunch of people into the movies theaters who are movie snobs and like spend the whole time criticizing all the movies and just like being real a-holes to everybody so then nobody wants to come but they signed up for a year-long subscription so then they had just have like all this money going to waste but they don't have to worry about people not hitting the seats you know they don't have to worry about getting those butts in the seats because they already got their money up front you know oh just like yeah. uh la fitness yeah that's how that works. Gold's Gym. Yeah, I sadly was a member of two gyms here for a while this year because we joined a new one and I was too lazy to cancel the old one. But that's kind of I don't believe that. That's kind of how uh, subscription models, I think, are set up. Is I cannot believe you were too lazy. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just don't buy it. I think maybe you went to talk to somebody and like there was just like a a dude on steroids who like really scared you and you ran away but lazy doesn't fit into my purview of dustin mckibben i appreciate that steven that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me coward does <laughs> is that nice i i don't know if i'd say nice but i'll take what i can get from you well you know i do my best to be as nice as i can to you dustin do you have any anything else fun going on this week? Tomorrow is Jen and I's nine-year anniversary. Ah, congratulations. Oh, actually, our ninth anniversary started 42 minutes ago. My mistake. Oh, man, Steve, you're slacking. And also, we are going to the canal in downtown Indy to ride on tubes and drink beer on Sunday. Oh, that sounds like, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. What do I have going on on Sunday? You're probably working because you're not lazy. Ah, uh, Sunday is Corinne's, my wife's, birthday. So we will be... Oh, we'll tell Corinne I say happy birthday. We will be going out for dinner, I'm sure, for her birthday on Sunday. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it will be... I don't know what she wants to do yet. I need to figure that out. It's kind of late, buddy. Shouldn't you already have this figured out? It, that's the problem with a wife who has a birthday right in the middle of like the crazy busiest time of wedding season. Like pretty much from like the tail end of July till the end of October is just nonstop chaos here. And I understand. We scheduled this weekend off since our anniversary was this week. Um, we decided not to take any weddings. And then, uh, so tomorrow, I'm going to do some stuff with Jen, but we're not doing anything like, not like blowing the roof off the place. We've had like a babysitter at the house like the last four days um, watching our kids. And so it's just kind of like 
even though it's our anniversary, we really want to spend some time with them. Yeah. Because we're also going to be gone. Jen's going to be gone Saturday shooting a wedding. She's second shooting for somebody. And she and then we're gone Sunday for the tubing and beer drinking event. So it's just kind of like we need to see kids. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to call it a night. Um, so this has been another fun-filled episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover with... Stephen Van Elk. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at at Stephen Van Elk. That's my name. And you can find Dustin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, <laughs> LinkedIn, at, at DJ DMAC Attack. And yeah, so as Steve said, I'm Dustin McKibben, and you can find me on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben, on Facebook, I do have a Twitter, and all the fun social media outlets that I display. Oh, wait. Do you use Facebook to connect with people like like strangers? Stranger danger, Stephen. Yeah, I just use Facebook for friends. And by friends, I mean anybody I've ever lived in the same town as or gone to the same high school as who decides to add me as a friend. Pretty much. And we do have a beautiful wedding photo hangover Facebook page. So feel free to head over there, drop some comments, drop some questions. And uh, Stephen and I will answer those live on the podcast while we're recording and you're listening to it not live you know we're gonna have to uh since we did like a double header together this weekend we're gonna have to include like links to the video and the photos and stuff when those go up yeah absolutely right we can't talk about it on the podcast and not not post something for sure yeah so you're gonna be done with the video in a week right (laughs) no definitely not (laughs) but we'll post up some links for you guys to check out some stuff Give you guys some eyeball candy, let you hate on our work, and tell us how awesome you all are. But in the meantime, we look forward to uh, chatting up your airwaves this time next week. And uh, hope you guys have a good wedding. And uh, stay sexy, my friends. Wow. Is that how you're going to end <laughs> these things? Stay sexy, my, my friends. Good night, Dustin. Good night, Steve. Have a good one, bud. Bye.